Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. How are you doing, man? Pretty good. What's up, Romero? What's up, YouTube? What is this, episode number five? Six. Six? Oh, six. Okay, nice. I know. Um, I mentioned it uh, a couple... Uh, uh, I mentioned it a little bit in some of my videos, uh, too, that I posted since. And actually, there was one view that we did get on the channel that came from one of those videos. Ooh. I tracked it. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, specifically, it was that Marie Rose one. Awesome. But, um, yeah. Well, how's your week going, dude? Oh, my week was pretty good. Um, just uh, picked up a new job, so I'm delivering food to a couple private businesses and a couple COVID testing centers. Pretty interesting oh, jobs. That, uh, that's what you were talking stuff. about last week? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you followed through on it. That's that's weird. How are the hours? Oh, they're not bad, man. Just start, like, basically noon to, like, 6 p.m. Okay, so, like, everyone's lunch to dinner time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, and I'm guessing it's Monday through Friday? Yeah, Monday through Friday. Sometimes I help on the weekends. Got to get tested for that's COVID, like, every day. But that's pretty good. Like, that's a pretty good schedule from, like, 12 to 6. You can sleep in. You can stay up late if you want to. Yeah. And at least while COVID's going on, it's a pretty stable job. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, now I kind of want this thing to keep going because I get, like, free food and I get to work with some pretty cool people. It's pretty. Well, it's with pretty DoorDash, good. like, my tips are way higher than normal because of um, because of the COVID stuff. And I haven't done it in, like, a month because I've been spending kind of editing and kind of trying to figure stuff out mm -hmm. um but after starting tomorrow i'll probably get back to it just so i can start saving up some more money again yeah get back i to gotta it, fix it i gotta fix the engine on my suv and it's like i have to rebuild it i have to rebuild an engine or get a new, get a new used engine it's like three thousand dollars yeah engines aren't cheap dude yeah, and I'd rather do that than get a car because getting a similar sized SUV, which isn't even that, like that great, um, like it's it's I dude trucks and SUVs are so goddamn expensive. Yeah, for no reason, for no goddamn reason. The space, and they're higher up. Even then, it should not be as expensive as they are. <laughs> like um, my brother in law, he uh, from a he picked up a nineteen ninety eight uh, Ford. Mm -hmm. uh, F-150 and it was about $2,700 what okay that's wild from yeah, the but, 90s but, holy shit come on but I was I was looking at like uh, the SUV prices mm -hmm. uh, while they were shopping us uh, I mean the car prices I mean I mean the truck prices and um, they were all priced at around that same range that was Kelly Blue Book value uh, not Kelly Blue Book but uh but like just a couple of different like just car websites, Craigslist, um, different like uh, I like cars.com a lot. Mm -hmm. um, just like a lot of cars.com, they use Kelly Blue Book. Yeah. But um, it's just they were all kind of priced around there. My car is a 2000 Lincoln Navigator <laughs> that I bought for $800, $850 from my old uh, pizza job that I worked at. The owner, uh, they wanted to get rid of it. Rolling around the Lincoln, um, man. I didn't know you were a pimp. That's what's <laughs> up. 
Um, so uh, what's funny is uh, I remember uh, when they said that they were selling it, they were washing it in the back of the pizza store. And I was like, oh, you guys are going to sell it? And um, I had like 500 extra bucks in my bank account. And I was just, and I knew payday was about to come like the follow, like the next Friday, like in a couple of days, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, oh, you know, I could just buy it from you guys if you guys don't want to like use it anymore. What's wrong with it? They're like, oh, well, you know, it's got some problems here and there. And I was like, oh, I'll, I mean, I could just buy it from you. And then I'm not even kidding. While I'm on my shift. Some redneck dude that they get that comes from like Magnolia, which is like from where we're at, that's like a good hour drive or so. Dude comes over here and I'm giving, and my boss, while I'm working on my shift, wants me to go into the SUV with him so that he can test drive it out. Oh. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a little in my in my mind a little bit. I was thinking, man, this guy could just kidnap me right now if he wants yeah. to. <laughs> My boss just put me in a truck with a goddamn stranger. Hey, yo, go sell this truck to some guy you barely know. Yeah, and uh, he was uh, he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, man, I've been uh, you know got, got problems with my sister with my with my daughter, my son. You know, we, we really need a vehicle. We're like, I drove all the way over here, and I don't even know if my truck's gonna be able to go back. And I was just like, oh, I don't know, man. They're um, I think they're trying to sell it for like seven hundred fifty dollars, like seven hundred fifty. It's like they told me a thousand. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know they were selling it to you for a thousand. I was like, "Yeah, I was, I was telling them I could buy it if they, if they wanted me to." <laughs> so then uh, we got back, and my boss goes like, "Why did you tell them you're you it was seven hundred fifty dollars?" I was like, "Why well, didn't know you were selling it for a thousand dollars?" Like the only point of reference I had was seven hundred fifty. You almost shorted. Y'all didn't say. Oh uh, so uh, anyway, the guy couldn't even get the money. He said uh, he he just wasn't able to get it, mm-hmm. um, whether it was with his bank or whatever. He seemed really shady anyway. And like before the store closed, I told my boss, I was like, I mean, I, if you guys don't want it, I'll just buy it. I'll buy it. Like, let me just come here tomorrow and check it out for a little bit. Like, I just want to see like how it looks under the hood. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's not being held together by tape. Because I did that before. I did the mistake of buying uh, a car that was legitimately held by tape. I would when never. I was like, I was like twenty. Oh, it was my twenty first birthday, actually. Yeah, I bought like it was like they were selling it for like five hundred bucks. <laughs> it was a Nissan uh, Sentra. It was like in nineteen ninety five. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a it was white, but it was also spray painted white because you could see like blotches of like the white um, spray. You bought a beater ass car. Oh, dude, I I was uh, I sometimes I'm cheap, sometimes I'm real fucking cheap. <laughs> so um, I got this SUV, got it for eight hundred bucks, and I've been putting a lot of money into it, like a lot of different parts. Um, at this point, I think I put over two thousand five hundred bucks in it, but I like it. I like the idea of just keeping up, keeping up with a shitty car, and then um, to me, it's got personality. I call it Dolores because it's like an old wow. like a, it's like a Dolores. It's an old lady. <laughs> I think a couple um, people have named their cars that. Uh, and uh, it's a uh, it's cool. I just you know it sucks that the whole engine needs to be changed out, but that's what I'm saving up money towards right now. Yeah, that's good. The only other thing I've been but, doing yeah. was um, I've been playing Mortal Kombat, dealing with all these fucking scorpion mains all over the place. Get them out. How popular is Scorpion? I think. <laughs> That's a good question. He pretty much is the character. That's all I can say. He is Mortal Kombat 11. Mm. So, like, when you go online, is that, like... I'm guessing he's just 
like pick number one. Yeah. May not have the highest win rate, but just pick universally across the board. Yeah, I think at the lower ranks that I am, because I just jumped back into the game, you know, not too long ago. But I started playing like ranked mm-hmm. combat matches, I guess they call it, like the combat league. Every yeah. fight is just literally Scorpion. It just teleports out the ass every second. I just... It needs some variety, and I'm using like a character that's not too popular, Scarlet. So I picked her up. She's a lot Scarlet. of fun. Good space. I like Aaron Black. Yeah, Aaron Black's cool. I really, I'm a, I'm starting to really like characters that have guns in fighting games. Because yeah. I'm just like, oh, you want to use your fists and stuff? I got a gun. They incorporate <laughs> like guns pretty well. Like kneecapper, kneecapper. <laughs> oh, try getting to me now. Yeah, he's got acid too. Like. It's got some cool stuff. Yeah, the acid. I think the acid is lame. I think I wish they would have come up with something better. He got him like reptile. a dust bomb. I know, but they should have given him like a dust bomb or something. A I don't dust know. bomb? Oh, he had like. Yeah. I think in Mortal Kombat X, he had like what are those like the spikes that he would throw down? He had spikes. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. I don't know, some cow, something cowboy other than like like barbs. Here's the. I guess they're called barbs. Yeah, so like something cowboy other than just like, oh, here's some lizard acid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's been my like week, I, man. What about you? Uh, I picked up Bug Fables. Um, you're going to pick it up too, but uh, I it's like a spiritual successor to uh, Paper Mario. Yeah. It's really rad. I thought the bug theme initially was going to be like um, a little, like a little too much. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No, because I thought the same thing with Hollow Knight, but then it worked, and now I love bugs. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But but it works, and uh, uh, I was looking into Hollow Knight, and I was just like, oh man, I might actually play Hollow Knight after I'm done with Bug Fables. Might as well go from like bug to bug game. Yeah. And, and you were talking about it so well last night. I mean, not, last time I was just like, oh, I should probably give that more of a more of a shot than and actually buy. I mean, I do have some expendable income. Um, so I was like, I, I mean, I could buy it if I want to, and I probably sh- should give it a shot. I mean, I know I'd probably like it. I like Mega Man. Oh, dude, you'll love it. But, uh, but yeah, Bug Fables, it's, it's really cool because, like, um, I'm at the point, I was talking about this before the podcast started, but I'm at the point where, like, um, so the first chapter, you don't get that many medals. So I just got, I just got, I literally just got to the end of chapter two, like, ten minutes before I got on this. Um... And you don't get that many. You don't get that many medals. You get a couple. You get a hard mode medal, which is really interesting because um, the game has just one difficulty. And if you add the hard mode medal, it makes your your enemy stronger. And when you do that, you uh, you just get more experience points. And then they have a second medal called uh, hard hit, which if you beat the first boss using the hard mode medal. He talks to this guy and he gives you like, oh, congratulations, you beat it in hard mode. Here's a second metal called hard hit. And what that does is that enemies get even stronger again, but whenever you beat them, you'll get a lot of money. So if you want to actually farm money, uh, unlike Paper Mario, which kind of like doesn't give you a whole lot of money, this game is like, oh, if you want to farm money, yeah, we'll just make everybody stronger. <laughs> uh, have fun with that. Okay. So um, it's cool. So you can give yourself like two different kinds of hard mode. Uh, you, I mean, you can, if you want coins, you can do that. If you want more experience points, you can do that. And the experience points is great because I remember playing games like Pokemon. Uh, did you ever use XP share? Uh, not usually because it took too long to level everyone up. 
Wait, but did you ever use uh, XP share? No, not really. No? Mm-mm. Really? Oh, man, everyone I knew used that. Heck like, no. you would put XP share on a super weak Pokemon the moment the fight starts, take them out, put the strong Pokemon in, let the strong Pokemon beat them, and then they would get some levels off of that. Oh, I, I, I thought there was, like, a item that you used that took the main XP that you got from the battle and then spread it out evenly. Uh, I think in later games, it spreads a little bit more out. Yeah, but I did like that get to first strategy where I put a weak Pokemon in first and then put in like Charizard or Blastoise, like level 100, yeah. and then finish them off. Yeah, I did that. Okay. Yeah, okay, well, never mind. I'm, I might be confusing XP share for something else then. But I know, I remember at least in like Gold and Silver, if you gave XP share to one, one Pokemon, they would get the experience off another one. Because I only played up to Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, that's when I stopped with uh, yeah. Kyogre and Garudon. Garudon? Yeah. Groudon, yeah, Kyogre and Groudon. Groudon, there you go. That was the last generation yeah. before Sword and Shield, which I recently did. Yeah. Oh, you played Sword and Shield? Hell yeah. How was that? It was fun. It's not the most How engaging everyone... Pokemon game. It's not definitely not like the first three generations. It's... People say it's too easy. It is very easy. But if you just want to play a new Pokemon game and play it on a big screen and just lose like 30 hours of your life just doing dumb shit, yeah, it's fun. Is it at least like uh, entertaining or like how's the story and stuff? Yeah, I mean, the story is... Is there a story? Yeah, the story is kind of like whatever, but I really like the Pokemon. I like I made a whole team of EVs and I was just catching a whole bunch of random Pokemon, breeding them and finding a bunch of TMs. There's a new fairy type. Well, I don't know. Not fairy type. Something is it fairy? No, no, no. There's a fairy type. Yeah, because um, they reverse gave uh, Clefairy the fa the fairy uh, um, attribute. Yeah, I don't know if that was in the previous generation. That was in the one or that was one or two generations before. This okay, one. so fairy type is new to me, but I I found all these fairy types. I'm like, yo, I'm about to find a whole fairy team now. So I was just <laughs> messing around doing all kinds of stuff, and they have how DLC the on, for it. The, so there's that too. How's the online? Oh, I haven't bought, I haven't battled anyone yet, but I know this one person in DOA, uh, Snow. He wants to battle, so maybe I'll battle him sometime. I'll probably kick my ass. Yeah, you should uh, check out the. Online. I'd, I'd be curious to see how uh, the online stuff is. Yeah, I know you can. I trade think that online. would excite me more than the game. Yeah. Uh, well, it, like um, once again, the the hard mode metal, I I just really think it's cool that uh, with this game, like if you could have done that with Pokemon, like oh the fights are harder, but you get more experience points. I just think that's that's one of those things that's like I don't know why more modern RPGs don't use it. You know? Yeah. Like it's it's such a simple solution instead of like oh do you want to play this game hard or normal? And most of the time, whenever if you ever play RPGs in hard. You don't really get that many benefits out of playing it in hard. I think yeah, the, you don't. the only one that I know that you get some benefits in is like Kingdom Hearts, because you get a secret ending. That's about it. Whoop de fucking do. Yeah. You can just look that up on YouTube if you want. Mm -hmm. And like uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake did a pretty good job where it severely limits how many items you can use and when you can use them, but you also get new uh, new materia during the hard mode. And you fight some enemies that you can only fight during that hard mode. Yeah. And some bosses get new attacks. Like, it's it's substantial. The difference is substantial. Yeah, I think the challenge in Final Fantasy VII is also rewarding, too. Saying you beat it on hard mode. Yeah. 
Oh, I yeah. Like that. Good bragging rights. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like uh, Don't Make Cry. Like, saying, like, oh, yeah, I beat Don't Make Cry on hard mode. Oh, hell yeah. But I or will. Dante must die. Oh, my God. Fuck that. Nope. We'll never do it. I'm not that <laughs> hardcore. Dude, the, the third game, the, th- the first, when I first got into Don't Make Cry 3, that game, starting that game, the fir- the second level, you know, where, would, did you play Don't Make Cry 3? Absolutely. Oh, you know when you get to a three-headed dog? Mm-hmm. Hard mode, I couldn't get past that dog, and I, I literally just gave up. Damn. Yeah, I, the the first time I played it, playing normal mode, I couldn't get past that dog, and I, I swear to God, I didn't touch it until the special edition came out. And then they had the easier mode. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Cause, uh, you gotta figure out the attacks. Because it was the same thing with um DMC5, because I played that on well, hard mode. I died a bunch of times. I just had to, like, figure the boss out. But Don't Make Cry 3 is one of the hardest games out there, because normal mode... I don't know if there was an error or something, but normal mode was supposed to be normal mode. Hard mode is supposed to be hard mode. But in the American release of it, um, hard mode was normal mode. So if you just started normal mode in the original, like, what was it, like 2004 version or whatever? Yeah. Um, like, you would, uh, it was, you were essentially starting the game off hard mode. Yeah, I remember the game being tough as shit. But I remember Dude, just it grinding it insanely to beat hard. it. And then I got really stylish with the combos. And that's when it all like clicked. I, dude, I, I, I remember that game being really di- way more difficult than it should have been. I remember when Dante's Awakening came out because I actually bought it. And I was like, oh, this is way better. Like, you, you can make it easier if you want. You can make it harder. You can get Virgil. Um, they put a continue system in the game, which wasn't really there before. Mm-hmm. Um, the other game that was like, in my mind, when that was really hard when I was little, was um, Mega Man Zero, the first one. Yeah, Mega Man X that, series was definitely tough for me. Not Mega Man X, but Mega Man Zero for the GBA was. It didn't. It didn't really have much of a continuous system. I hate games that don't have a continuous system. Fuck those. It didn't games. even have Fuck the password system. No, it had the password. No, no, it didn't have the password. It had. When you start the game, you had three lives. Yeah. And by playing through the levels, you would get more lives. But once your lives are out, your lives are out. Oh. Like, you don't get any more lives until you either find more throughout the game mm-hmm. as you play, or you eventually, maybe you get all the lives, or you're not good enough to find the lives. Eventually, you're going to have to get to the point where you're good enough where you can come get through levels without ever dying. Shit. Oh. Nah, fuck that, fuck that game. The, the 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 new the remastered version fixes that, but seriously, fuck that game. Good lord, because I the only game I remember being like super hard, definitely Devil May Cry series, uh, Dark Souls three when I found not Dark Souls three because it was um what was it Bloodborne, Bloodborne was my first Souls game, and I really didn't understand the game until I got to the Cleric Beast. And that's when I was like, oh shit, okay, now I understand how to play this game, and it got a little bit easier, but it was still kind of tough yeah the, uh bloodborne is probably one of those games that i'm gonna get in bef- before i touch anything else in the soul series i mean in, yeah in the soul series yeah that or the the remaster that blue point is doing oh yeah for, um, demon souls demon souls i can't wait i'm like hell Dude, yeah you know blue point they're the same company that did the remaster for shadow of the Colossus. yep which i have yes they did a great job yeah which which if you play it now and do that game feels like an indie game yeah, it kind of felt like an indie game on PlayStation 2. I don't remember it feeling like that. You know, Oh, uh, fun fact about Shadow of the Colossus. Um, did you ever see the movie Rain Over Me? No, I don't think so. 
It was with Adam Sand. It was with Adam Sandler. Uh, he plays a guy that got depression because I believe because of nine eleven attacks. No, definitely have it then. Dude, there is. I'm not even kidding. You guys can go back and watch the, the clips on YouTube. There's a montage of Adam Sandler and Don Child or Chado. Uh, Cheeto, the guy that played War Machine, Cheeto. And both of them are playing Shadow of the Colossus on the PS2. <laughs> and they're just shouting Colossus, and then the theme is playing, and there's like a little montage of them trying to kill him. It's a real clip from the movie. I have to see this. <laughs> yeah, and you can watch it right now while I'm talking. It's it's really funny. It's um Adam Sandler. Just look up Adam Sandler, Don Childe, uh Cheeto uh play Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, I'll check that yeah, out. Yeah, and uh, apparently Apparently, Adam Sandler actually really liked the game because throughout shooting, he actually got pretty good at it. Yeah, because <laughs> they were. It was a great game. Yeah, but um, it's really good. But uh, but yeah. Oh, but back to what I was saying about Bug Fables. It's cool that um, you can choose your own hard mode. Um, what's really, I'm getting to the point where I can do uh, other badge combinations. Like, there's a badge that allows you to, uh, or metal. There's a metal that allow <laughs> that allows you to. Um, basically get poisoned whenever you use a healing item then there's you can combine it with a secondary metal where if you if you get poisoned your defense goes up and yeah so every turn you'll take a hit of damage but your defense goes up by like two which means that if your enemies attack you they do way less damage because in this game if your attack goes up by one or two that's such a huge momentum shifter yeah it's really really cool mm-hmm. anyway uh we'll talk about it more whenever you whenever you play it but I'm at the end of chapter two. Um, I think there's like eight chapters. Um, each chapter is like about two to four hours long, depending on how fast or slow you are. Cool. Um, and it's it's pretty funny. I like it. Dude, there's there's a reference to Yu-Gi-Oh! in the game. Oh. Yeah. They're like, there's these two ants and they're holding cards. And I was like, oh, are they playing Pokemon or what's going on? And they're like, oh, and one of them is literally talking about dueling. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um... There's also a reference to uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> cool. Early on in the game, you can talk to this dude in like um, like a theater, like an actual play theater. Mm-hmm. And he's selling these like Sentai dolls. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can buy one. And it's cool, so cool because you talk to him and one of your characters freaking out going like, oh, my gosh, I want to buy this. But it's like 130 coins. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and then like one of the other characters talking to him is like, hey, that's our money. Don't waste it. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of Paper then, Mario. Because didn't they have a Ninja Turtles reference in like the first one? They're like the Koopa Troop. Because they all had the uh, prob- bandanas and shit. Yeah, they had the bandanas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you're 100% right. But once again, highly recommend it. Um, it's just, dude, it's so like endearing. I don't know what else I can say about this game. If people haven't checked it out, go check it out. Like, the writing is just so like. I don't know, like whimsically P- PG funny, like like the jokes are meant to be dumb, but the in a funny way, and the themes are pretty pretty adult, and there's a lot of lore and world building, and it's just it's really fucking rad to see that. Yeah, you definitely sold me on it. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much my week has just been doing that. Oh, um, I also put out a video on Marie Rose on my YouTube channel. Oh yeah, great video for you DOA guys. Yeah, go check that out good stuff yeah that was that's a cool style of video right yeah yeah see so i'm probably gonna do one on Lee fang next but that's uh i was telling you in the dms that that is the kind of video that i think if the community started off with those kind of videos a little bit like when the game launched it would have been a better 
experience for everyone, but we're, we are where we at now. I got a video coming out soon, so we'll see. It's, no, yeah, it's nothing serious we'll like that. Nothing super creative, but hopefully it helps out. Is it one of your sets? No. Are you going up against a uh, freaking, uh, what's his name, Master? No. <laughs> Maybe one day. I can't, dude. I've seen him play the game a couple of times on like other streams, and I was like, this guy seems to know everything about everything in this game. Yeah, he works for the company. Man. It's a beast. Yeah, I was just like, like he was. I was watching him do like some holes and throws, and I was like, oh, he he knows way more than I think anyone else that plays this game. Oh yeah, he was teaching like he basically takes people to school on Hayabusa. It's nuts. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, you can yeah, only do ceiling uh, combos two times in one combo. I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. I wasn't playing around with the ceiling. Why were you playing around with the ceiling for two hours? <laughs> it was wrong with you. And then you'll see him do like so a 70% combo. You're like, oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> uh, the way he plays reminds me a lot of, uh, so there's this uh, Apex um, content creator. His name is Back Off My Janks. One time someone tweeted him a clip of, like, they were kind of like, it was an enemy team and they were kind of spying on him. And uh, he recorded what he was doing. He tweeted it out to Jenks. And uh, the tweet was like, hey, man, why were you jumping on this wall for like five minutes? And it's just like, it's him. Like, it's this character just jumping on the wall back and forth, like in different position stuff. Mm -hmm. And and Jenks responded with, um, oh, I was trying to get my wall movement down. And I was just like, why would you? Like, everybody was like, everyone else is trying to get better at this game. This man, I have to get my wall movement down. Even though the wall plays no real like importance in a firefight, unless you're in like close quarters, and even then, it's not. It's like such a big brain play, you know. Yeah, until he actually pulls it off, and then you guys are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, well, people did pull it off, and now everyone's like, "Oh, we gotta do these walls." See, whatever. That's how it starts. That's yeah, how it yeah. starts. It's like, uh, I would, I would like to be that guy to go to a tournament and do the the most the dumbest tech ever at a tournament and everyone's like whoa i would love to do that shit (laughs) like um marie rose has this taunt where like she kind of squats down and then if you press the taunt and i guess the number one uh diagonally down back she rolls backwards and it ducks high attacks i've been uh, originally for that Marie Rose video, I was trying to get footage of me ducking a high attack and then rolling backwards out of it. Oh, Excalibur use um, what is it, Honika's taunt? The one that actually doesn't attack? I think she throws it like rock, paper, scissors. Oh, yeah. He actually used that yeah, and got I... an attack off. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. See, that, that kind of shit, I live for that kind of shit. I'll send you the clip later. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's cool, but yeah, that's that's pretty much my week, man. It's been uh, it's been slow. I'm happy uh, the with the video. I I was really happy with that video, man. I was really I'm really proud of it. Yeah, you did a good job. Ready to get into the meat and potatoes? Yeah, what you want to talk about first? I guess uh, we can go for Belle Delphine. You know, she's kind of big on the internet. Yeah, she's she's an up and coming uh, she's an up and coming personality. Yeah, I think she already is is the personality. She like is the internet incarnate at this point. Uh yeah, um I she is so good at marketing. Whenever she's done like with all this um not safe for work stuff, I don't know how long she's going to keep it up for. 
Um, maybe she'll keep it up for 10 years. I have no idea. But she is going to, she's a marketing genius, that's for sure. Yeah. She's a trendsetter. She can take trends and adopt it into her own and use that shit to sell bath water and condoms, which is amazing because she sold $10 condoms called Gamer Girl Condoms. <laughs> and they sold Dude, and out. I. Yeah, I'm on the website. They're sold out. Oh my They're god! Done. And not only that, if you look at like the product she sells, right? You see some posters, right? Those yeah. posters are forty nine ninety nine, and once again, they're all sold out. She's a fucking monster. She's unstoppable. Yeah, all of, dude, all of her stuff on her store is sold out. All of yeah. everything, everything. Like you can't yeah. pay for that kind of success, man. No, I mean, she's a, uh, you know, people make fun of her, but, uh, and like people will laugh it up, but like she is, I can guarantee you that every theme, uh, well, not every female, but every person that does like adult content is probably looking at her going like, I need to know how to be more like her. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the next girl who came up, I think her name was like Neko Lull or something. The okay boomer yep. girl. She definitely reminds yep. me a lot of Belle Delphine, especially with her like TikToks, yeah, it definitely seems very Belle Delphine, like. Yeah, that um, oh Jesus Christ, I can't even go on her. I just tried going to her Twitter and like I clicked on like one of her pictures, and the first comment was like someone's vagina, because Twitter does not censor oh, yeah. shit. I try to block like lewd content on Twitter just in case I pull how do you it do, up. How do you do that? I think it's in like settings something like that you gotta because sometimes i wanna because uh sometimes for my streams like we'll go on reddits like if i'm uh, we'll go on some subreddits and stuff and i was like okay i'm gonna need to see what what's going on here and i'll usually stay away from like not safe for work reddits but i never go on twitter because like i legit don't know where like i like who it because it's not just it's not like you're just posting stuff sometimes one of your friends will just you know retweet out hentai for some oh, yeah. goddamn reason yeah because there's there's a lot of um big titty and naked uh characters i get on mine especially being a doa player oh my god i get a lot of it yeah it's like like let me check the shit man because i followed uh that guy hoodless uh let me see if i i don't even know if i follow him anymore um but i think i have followed him for a while or i stopped following him period because i think i was at a starbucks and i was going through twitter and he literally retweeted porn and was like <laughs> oh shit i, I cannot that do was this like the first time <laughs> i started following all these doa guys and i think it was cyber who posted something i just like a random dick popped up on my time i was like oh, oh shit God. what just happened so i was like all right i gotta find I a way to censor this and i think i found it so i haven't seen oh, any more I, I, so <laughs> that's good you don't, you don't want dicks flying at you on twitter yeah um i do think that though the funniest image that someone can put on twitter it's the i don't know if you run into it because you censor dicks but um like you'll click on an image on twitter or even facebook and you know how it resizes it mm -hmm. oh and there's something yeah it was <laughs> I know it, it was like about. it's always like yeah yeah, yeah. And it's like the guy with the black guy with the really big dick. And it's either him sitting down or standing yeah, up. I've, I've ran and into I'm, that one. I have. <laughs> Dude, I've ran into that like four times. I'm, every time I'm just like, God damn Fucking it. Fucking trolls. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a... Uh, 
that that's hilarious um that's definitely my favorite troll i've I've ever seen though like if someone ever gets me like really mad on the internet i want to respond with one of those mm-hmm. that's basically what belle delphine is she's part-time troll she sells the lewds as well genius man yeah what's funny is that if you looked at her before she got into this not safe for work stuff um I'm just uh, adult stuff. I should stop saying not safe for work. Uh, adult stuff. Uh, she uh, she looked pretty much like a like a dork. Yeah, she looks like a standard, semi pretty, dorky girl. It, it literally just goes to show you that um, you know having more confidence in you like really it really glows you up and exploit nerds using anime and anime esque. Things, but the the positive takeaway is that you should have more confidence. In oh yeah, yeah, that's a positive. Part. <laughs> you can also, <laughs> and once you get uh, all the confidence ever, then you can you can start exploiting the nerds. Yeah, I hope one day that she does like an interview about all of this and just gives a gives us like her mindset of what she was doing when she just took all these trends and like took them to the next level and just adopted the whole anime like aesthetic. Well, I could tell you, it's like it's like she probably sold some lewd photos on. I don't know what she was using, whether it was OnlyFans or Patreon or whatever. And um, you know, she just she probably went into the direction of what works and what was making her money. And then she was probably look at looking at her other like uh, cosplayer like competition, and she was probably like, "What can I do from them that's a little bit different?" And then she just pivoted hard in that direction. Yeah, but she definitely did. But she never talks. Like, she's very elusive. Yeah, but I mean, I I think that's part of, like, um, it's part of, uh, it's, I think that's just part of her persona where, like, you give them a little bit, but not enough so that people want more. Yeah, I could see the mystique working like that. Yeah, because, um, like, whenever I make videos, not not to bring this back to me, but whenever I make videos... Literally before every single video I make, I'll go on YouTube for like maybe like five hours and I'll look up videos for fighting games of everyone, Mortal Kombat, um, Blaze Blue, Gra- uh, the, the new one Arxis released that has those three guys doing that thing. Oh, yeah, Grand really Blue. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Grand Blue. Dude, that's the best wedding post ever, those three guys just going like that. I love it. It's so good. Um, yeah, but I'll look up videos of like what's funny or what people like and... I'll try and see if it's something that I can do or something that I, I'm comfortable with doing. And um, if I can, how can I get this, get this formula and like turn it on its head? Or how can I make this even better than what it is? And it's, um, I'm definitely slow at it, but uh, Belgafine, she's, uh, she's, she knows how to do it. She's really good at doing it. Yeah, there's no denying it. <coughs> yeah, you yeah. can't deny her success. Uh, I still can't believe those gamer girl condoms are sold out. Yeah. I'm sad I didn't get any, man. Darn. Yeah. If I ever... This is what I'll do. If I ever get really famous, I'll make a cask of my penis and sell gamer guy dildos. Hell yeah. Let's do that, man. We can sell them in a pack of two. (laughs) Pack of two. Yeah. One brown, one black. Should've be lit. (laughs) It could be... You know what that reminds me of? Um, This is an old meme from, I think, like... 2010 but it was a picture of like a polar bear and a brown bear and they were um they were doing the uh the fusion dance from dragon ball z mm-hmm. and it was so you know the thing and then they get closer and then they do that thing yeah 
And then what ended up being was like, uh, it was ended up being a panda bear because it's black and white. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> and then I think the, the, the meme was like, uh, don't be like a jerk. Be like the panda. The panda destroys racism. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I can't wait for a uh, woman to line up at the at the sex store waiting for gamer boy uh, dildos. Yeah. Um, we'll pi- we'll sell them with extra USB cables because you know people really want that extra USB Hell cable. Yeah. And then you can also play Pokemon on it while you're using it. You know what I'm saying? Put some emulators, that some would ROMs be on it. Re- yeah, that would be really cool. Put an emulator on it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wi-Fi, all that shit. Dude, I legit have been wanting to put an emulator on my uh, PC because, okay, so you know how um, Apex Legends is uh, that running that game on on, um, on a PC takes a lot of resources. Yeah. It's a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my laptop can 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 run it. No problem. It's really cool that I can actually play Apex Legends on my laptop if I wanted to. But I need to know how to get an emulator on here because I've been wanting to play some um, some of those old games that we were talking about at the last uh, podcast when we were talking about the Nintendo 64 stuff. Yeah. And then somebody, I saw a trailer um, of like The Legend of Zelda, A Missing Link or something like that. And it was like uh, like someone modded N64 and Majora's Mask uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And it looked really cool, and I was just like, oh, man, I would like to actually... I'm not into these kind of, like, custom mods. These are kind of games. They're unique that people make with their own free time, but I really wanted to play this. Yeah, some fan games, like, they're games that are wholly recreated. Yeah, fan they're games. They're really good. Like, there's... Yes, well, I yeah. I played a couple of them. Sonic Mega Mix, uh, Sonic and Silver. I played a bunch of Sonic, like, fan games. They were Sonic and good. Silver. Was Sonic and Silver like a 2D Sonic and Silver game? Oh, no, it was, um, it's, I think it's called the S-Factor. It's Silver and Sonya. Silver the Hedgehog and then Sonya, Sonic's fake sister from, like, uh, I think Sonic Underground. Dude, you know what's weird about Sonic? So I commented this on Twitter. You know what's really weird? What? None of the female, uh, none of the male characters were close, but all the female characters were close. That's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, look at the, all all the male characters are wearing like a shoes, maybe a necklace, maybe some gloves, maybe a hat. Yeah. And, and Sonic Boom, uh, Knuckles has like that uh scarf or a bandana or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but all, all the female characters wearing dresses, pants, yeah. you know, uh, cream, something like it, it it's it was weird. <laughs> I just noticed that today. But you're right. I mean, you are right. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's just like, huh? I never thought about like, it. Like it's, it, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those like I never thought about it. This, uh, huh? <laughs> it's it one of those huh moments. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I was like, that is kind of weird. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the other thing too. Uh, now that we're um, actually let's let's go and talk to on the well. Let's go talk about the next next thing on the docket before I start talking about other stuff. Okay. We got the um, Xbox Game Showcase that premiered on uh, July 23rd. I watched it this morning, yeah. though. Oh, you watched it this morning? I, I was watching mm-hmm. the whole thing. I was actually editing that Murray Rose video watching it at the same time. Oh. Um, it was 
pretty cool. I wish they would have shown more gameplay for literally everything else. Yeah, I feel like we said that the last time Xbox did something. I'm like, well, fam, where's the gameplay? This is all trailers. And they just did the same shit again. <laughs> With the exception of Halo. I was like, oh, wow. Shit. I... Oh, dude, you want to see something funny? Hear something funny? Sure. So... This was, I think somebody, <laughs> I think this is somebody I beat in a DOA six. Oh, so I just got a notification from, uh, uh, cause I was, I was going on the PSN cause there's a game I want to get. Well, anyway, there's a, from set seven to 2019. Mm-hmm. So a while back ago, almost a year ago, actually, yeah. actually over a year ago. Yeah. This was last July. So. Chef Decay created a group with Romero Avalos and uh, Nays1969. And the guy says, you're fat. And then that was at 3.51 p.m. At 3.51 uh, p.m. again, he says, because you gay whore. At 3.51 p.m. says, ha. At 3.51 p.m. says, slut. And then I respond uh, 30 minutes later and tell him that I swing massive schlong. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so... So then he responds with at 4.25 p.m. Okay. Uh, at 4.25 p.m. Okay. I enjoy. And use my pussy. That was a very weird exchange. <laughs> oh, oh uh, to which I say, oh, no. And then I just stop responding after that because that's the kind of shit that makes me nervous. Oh, my God. Romero, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't. So then I say, oh, no. And then they say, oh, yeah. And then I said, don't bring Kool-Aid Man into this. So this was, once again, this was July of last year. Jesus Christ. I just ended the conversation, don't bring Kool-Aid Man into this. That, that's it. I didn't respond back because I, I, don't, I don't deal with, I, I troll for a little bit and then I'm out. Yeah. I just got a notification literally right now that this man just left the conversation. You meet some weird people on the internet, man. It just says they just left the conversation. Maybe he's just clearing his messages now. You never know. I don't know. I just think it's really funny that uh, PlayStation would notify me of that. All right, so what you, I what you think about freaking... Sorry. No, what you think about Halo? Because I don't really care about this game that much. I, I mean, I care about Halo, but when I saw the trailer, I was just kind of like, okay... Is there anything you're going to use to sell me on this game? Or is it just Halo again? What's your what, what's your history with Halo games, first of all? Uh, one, two, three, and then I never played OS. Was it ODST or 4? I tried to play 5, got bored, and then went back to playing Destiny, I think. Yeah. Okay, um... Okay, okay. So, what did you like about the Halo games before you dipped out of them, and why did you dip out of them? Uh, what can I say? Halo 1 was just a lot of fun. Uh, the music was cool. I liked the battle rifle. The maps were cool. I like when you play multiplayer with friends. Halo 2 took it to the next level. I say dual wielding like the needlers was sick. Uh, the maps got even better. It was more frantic. The co-op on like single player was fucking sick on Halo 2, if I remember that correctly. Yep. 
Okay. Three. Because I'm watching three. I kind of. I'm like. watching Willie versus right now, and they're playing through Halo, and they really I, like. I can tell you, like watching a let's play of the first Halo and then the second one back to back. Yeah, the co-op in the second Halo. Yeah, blows the it first was one nuts. I remember that. It's just so much cool shit you're doing. Yeah. Driving cars, driving tanks, going through tunnels. Yeah, uh, and it freaking... ended on a really cool note, too. And the scale is much bigger. Yeah. I haven't gotten to the ending yet, but the scale is much bigger. Mm-hmm. And then three, it kind of like started taking it downhill. I, it was kind of like anticlimactic for me. I think I was working at GameStop at the time, but oh, I know you worked at GameStop. Yeah. Holy shit! I worked there for a little bit, and I should have gotten a game discount ten years ago. You didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. I had some fun with the game, but I don't remember it being as explosive as like two was but it was a solid game from what i remember yeah and then what about halo 4 because halo 4 was what like five years after halo 3? never touched it never touched mm-hmm. it and then there was the other one was it halo halo 5 yeah that's the one people really People did not like the story, but people said its multiplayer was the best Halo multiplayer. No, there's, but it, I know. I think there's one we're missing, isn't there? There's one. There's Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, ODSC, and then there's Halo's Wars 1 and 2. No, wasn't there one with their. It was like a bunch of Spartans before they saved Chi? Halo Reach. Yeah, Halo Reach, because people really like Halo Reach from what I remember. But I never played that one either. People. Halo Reach was the last game Bungie made, and they went really deep into the customization thing. A lot of stuff. And granted, I haven't played Halo, but a lot of the customization stuff that was in Halo Reach, uh, you can see a direct line from that to Destiny. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so I haven't played the Halo games. I've just been watching Let's Plays of it. I did play some multiplayer of Halo 2. Very, very, very little, like maybe less than two hours of Halo 3. Mm-hmm. And then um, I know when it got to Halo 4 and 5, I know the biggest complaint was that people said that it was trying to take a little bit too much from Call of Duty and applying it to the Halo formula, which I honestly... As I've gotten older, I honestly don't mind that as much when games borrow off each other as long as they're borrowing the good shit and not the bad shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in fighting games, it's, it'd be really cool if other games would borrow the netcode of Mortal Kombat and put it into their games. Yeah. Um, But, um... It's, uh... So why did it get stale for you? Were you just playing too many different shooters at the time? Because Halo 3 came out... In my opinion, when there were way too many shooters yeah. out. I'm not sure which Call of Duty and which Battlefield were out, but I'm pretty sure that was part uh, of it. It would have been probably Battlefield 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Um, and then on top of that, there were a couple other smaller shooters that were trying to like push through yeah, that. Yeah, and Gears of War was pretty hot at the time, too. Yeah, Gears of War. Yeah. So I think that's part of which, what it was. Because we all had 360s, and they, it was... Um, Basically, it was a lot of shooters, and we played shooters like Dude. day and night on that system. Because I remember around that time I came to California for like a vacation, and that's all everybody was playing. It was either Halo or like Call of Duty. And I remember going like, I don't play any of these games. Like I really enjoyed Metal Gear. I liked Devil May Cry Four, and uh, that was kind of like it as to what I was playing. And oh yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, that was kind of it, honestly. Yeah, like I really don't remember. Oh, the only shooter I played was Resistance: Fall of Man, because it was so oh, yeah. story focused. I, that. I really enjoyed. Yeah, it. I have all those. Those are really good. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I, one thing I liked about Resistance too at the time, which I didn't know Halo did this. Halo had like really Halo Two. Like looking at Halo Two, their their enemy AI, like the way they move, is really cool. Mm-hmm. And Resistance 
had some of that like movement in their AI where they would take cover, they would duck and do all this cool stuff. That sometimes, I know that Call of Duty would definitely do, but it just didn't look as good. Yeah, because the one I remember doing it the best was like Fear and Fear Two. Their AI was just like the best from what I can remember. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh. I think with Halo 3, there's just way too many shooters out, and people, whatever shooter people gravitated to, towards to, that was kind of their, once again, in my opinion, kind of their idea, their ideal shooter, and it's part of the reason why I think, like, now there's so many, at least with people our age, there's so many, like, different preferences in how people like to play the shooters, and I think it's, it's I think it's literally because of that, almost like the 09er Street Fighters. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's like a similar effect. That's why I felt like the 360 generation, I just got so burnt out on shooters because everything was shooters. Like Fear, Gears of War, Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield. And then there's like a million other games sprinkled in there, like Battlefield Bad Company. and Yep. It's like a whole army of yeah, two. There was a lot was, of shooters. Dog, it was just endless amount of shooters. Far Cry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was when Far Cry was getting really popular. Um yeah, there's there's so Mag, many shooters. What is it? Uh, uh, Red Faction. Mag. I remember playing Mag. I thought that one was really cool, just because so many people were online. But uh, like, I didn't play it. I didn't play it. That was definitely during the time where I just wasn't playing games. Killzone. Killzone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the next generation yeah, so, just got burnt out. So now I feel like with Halo Infinite, I'm like, you're gonna have to really sell me on this game because it just looks like another generic Halo shooter. Uh, well, I think with this one, what they're doing that's going to be really different is they're going, they're taking a more open world approach to how Halo was and Halo 1 and Halo 2. Yeah, and I think I've Halo 3. Mm -hmm. But with Halo 4 and 5, it got a little bit more streamlined. You're going through more like set pieces. Yeah. Which is cool. Don't get me wrong. Set pieces are cool. But I think people wanted to. You know, like when you get into a fight in Halo, you're like, oh, how can I approach this? I can choose from these many guns on the floor. Uh, there's a Warhog over there if I really wanted to. Am I playing co-op or not? Um, there's, you know, there's that strategy to it that I think, at least in single player, slowly got crept out. I could be wrong. No. I, at, le at least to me, it feels like it got crept out. It feels like it got more hallway -ish. It definitely did, because that's what burnt me out on 5, is I gave it another shot, and I was like, okay, this is still kind of hallway-ish. And you weren't even playing as Chief in the beginning. I'm like, what the hell is this? Playing as this guy a lot. Yeah, they did, and uh, they have all these Destiny powers. I'm like, this, I might as well just be playing Destiny. And um, I think this is going to... It's. I don't want to say it's a return to form. Because I wouldn't want the next Halo to play like Halo 1. Or even Halo 2. I think we have made plenty of investments in mechanics. Where you don't want to play shooters like how you used to play shooters. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be more of a open-ish semi-world kind of experience. Like Destiny. Where a little bit, but um, in the Halo universe, you're going to have some upgrades and power-ups that I think to your Warhawk, to your guns, um, maybe you might have to build up a resistance. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it feels like you're going to have to build up some kind of resistance. Okay. Um... Uh, the the guy that's with you, apparently he's going to be there with you for the majority of the game. So, um, to me, it's just going to feel like a little bit more like an open world Halo, which I would rather prefer that than a hallway Halo. 
Yeah, well, I hope the story's good because they haven't really sold me on the graphics of the gameplay particularly, but hey. I think the graphics are going to be just better by the time it comes out. I mean, there's so much polish and stuff. There's a good chance it's probably also going to get delayed because of COVID. Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's a good chance the consoles are going to get delayed because of COVID. Yeah. So how'd you feel? Was like, there anything else in the game show code showcase that you actually liked? Uh, I really liked that Halo trailer. I thought it was really cool. Like, I would like a slower paced shooter. Like, I don't like how fast Call of Duty is. Mm-hmm. I really don't like how fast Call of Duty. I think it's moves way too fucking fast. Like, you don't have. That's part of the reason why I like Apex is because you can either be fast, or you can be slow. You can be slow and kind of take your time, loot whatever you want, engage here, engage there. Or you can jump into a hot zone and just make it a Twitch shooter if you really want it to be. Might be a little bit slower in the middle because you won't find as many enemies because everyone died at the mm-hmm. beginning. But like I like that about Apex Legends. I really like that. It's like um, I like that a little bit in Overwatch too. It doesn't feel like it's moving boom, 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 boom. Like yeah, things get stressful. It gets a little bit intense. Yeah. But it's not a a barrage of like you die and then immediately within five seconds later you're respawned. And then you can also be spawn camp if someone just happens to be around you. That's true. Like, and that's one thing I like about this new Halo is that it seems a little bit more slower paced. Um, and the multiplayer is probably going to be much faster paced. Yeah. But um, that's one thing I don't like from like, I, I don't know what you call those Call of Duty games. Twitch shooters? Yeah, Twitch shooters. There's not really a whole bunch of them as much as anymore. Yeah. And I know from Halo, going from Halo 3, 4, and 5, I know it started turning that way. And I like that. At least in the single player, it might not be like that. And I I like that. I would like a slower-paced Halo that lets you decide on how you want to handle things versus uh, just shoot, shoot, shoot all the time, even though that is what you're doing. No, that's a good point because I'm very standoffish on it, so I'm glad that you actually like it and you have that point of view. Oh, no, yeah. I, I would get an Xbox just to check it out because I am very curious. And I think, you know, it's cool to have... Um, if they do a battle royale with all that stuff, that'd be so cool. Because then they could do the Warhog, they have the Banshee, they have the uh, the little ATV, they have some flying vehicles. Like, I would love to see a battle royale Halo game. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that later. But that would be fucking cool. That Halo game is not selling me on the Xbox right now. No, I I'm, I want to get it just because I'm curious. Because, hey, okay, you know what? You know Xbox is going to be... I think it's probably going to be better than PlayStation just because... Um, I think Xbox just has the edge on tech. Um, you know what's crazy about DOA I was looking up today? Do you know that on, on Xbox One X, DOA 6 runs at HDR, and it also runs at actual native 4K? No. Yeah. The PS4 version, even though I record in 4K, it's upscale 1080p. Okay. That's it. The, the Xbox One can actually run it at 4K. Granted, if you do that, it's going to slow down the frame rate. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't do that, let's say you want to run it at 1080p or some in-between resolution if the Xbox likes you, it still runs it at HDR, which is insane. Yeah, that's pretty good. Ah, Once again, I think the Xbox technically is going to be better in ter- if you play third parties. Xbox Exclusive, sure, Sony, whatever. Um but uh, I don't really play exclusives that much. I think next generation, I might legit go Xbox. And this Halo game right now, I, I like the way it's looking. Yeah, yeah. I also read something that they said uh, all the games for uh, Xbox Series X for the first year are going to be made with Xbox One in mind. 
So they're going to yeah. come up for that too. So they're not going to be the big, just you can only play this on Xbox Series X. Does that affect your opinion at all? It does. Yeah, because what that means is that you have to build for the lowest common denominator, which is going to be OG Xbox or Xbox One S or Xbox One X. Uh, at this point, they're going to have to build for OG Xbox. What that means is that even though they're building games for a system that was made in 2020, they have to program those games so that they're also compatible with the system that was made in 2013. Yeah. Which means that they might look prettier, but in terms of like stuff that's like super crazy, immersive, whatever, that might not come out for another year or two. Yeah, and that kind of blows me because like when I think about PS5 and I even look at just like say Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank looks mm-hmm. sick. Like that game looks nuts. That doesn't look like something you could just play on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One X whatever it's called Mm -hmm. because you're just zooming in and out of worlds and the graphics look ridiculously good it's like halo infinite doesn't look anywhere as close in the ballpark to me as like that game see like you say that but like if you look at when they were going up the elevator like there is so much stuff being rendered like there is not a um you can look into the mountains like there's not a uh like a, a dis- it doesn't scale the distance, which is really cool. I think that's really impressive. That's good, but I want to focus on like what's in front of me. I want to see colors. I want to see details, like vividness. Well, that's the thing is that. So I was watching uh, the Halo Two gameplay, and one thing I didn't realize, and they they was probably changed because of the Halo Two was remastered on the Xbox X, which looks good too. Um, that uh, dude, the 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 particle effects and the laser effects of the guns and all the lighting and the sounds are really cool and i kind of wish like looking back at halo 2 i was like man i wish actually like more shooters like apex or overwatch had more of this where like your bullets were a little bit bigger but way more colorful because what ends up happening is that like when you're shooting somebody in a dark corner it illuminates the room yeah or like the needler when did. you're shooting yeah, yeah yeah and that's such a cool effect especially if you're going after hdr or even just resolution because like it's to me, that really pops out whether you're just firing a submachine gun, which is different from a heavy artillery gun, but the only difference is the rate of fire, but it illuminates the room in the exact same manner. Like, the Needler was purple. The uh, the charge pistol was green. Mm-hmm. The um, They had a, a plasma rifle that I think shoots red or something. Like, it's really rad the way you got all those colors working in there, and I, I wish more FPS games would do that. Yeah, I mean... Maybe Halo's the only one you're going to go for that, so that could be a good selling point. I might, dude. I haven't played Halo in, like, 13 years. Like, this, it, it's look, it's hitting a lot of my, like, sweet spots right now. Well, if there was one thing that is, that might actually sell me on Xbox One, it's definitely Psychonauts 2. Really? I don't like that game. You didn't play Psychonauts 1? I, I played it a little bit, did not Dude, like it. I was like, oh, this is too much for me. I this love is, that game. I, it was so much fun. And then now they have, like, I, Jack Black doing, like, psychedelic rock on the soundtrack. I was like, hell yeah. That's cool. Now, that's cool. I thought the trailer was cool. What I just don't like about Psychonauts is I don't like platforming games. What? Yeah, I just, I'm not the biggest fan of platforming. You know the, you know one platforming game I would like to play? Was it? Super Mario Maker. I love the idea of people just making their own levels and just screwing you over with their insanely hard I levels. I have that game. It's good. But what about Ori and Will of the Wisps? 
It's like one of the best platformers. It's probably why some people not, bought I, Xbox. I haven't played it. And played and it. the game for Xbox Series X is 120 frames per second, and it's in 4K. That's cool. Now, that is going to be rad because, once again, my capture card, which I have right here. I don't know if you can actually see it because uh, I feel like I'm going to break it. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, this capture card, which also cool. They added RGB for no fucking reason. I mean, no reason. Everything, they, everything needs RGB, man. It's just like it's so dumb. It literally does absolutely nothing. There's just a fan in there. They're like, oh yeah, put some lights in there. Neon, make it think it's a street racer. Um, yeah. So that little capture card paid five hundred bucks for it, and I feel like I'm getting my money's worth because it can record in four K. And into uh, at 120 frames per second in 4K. So now you can play Ori. At the I know that's, best that's, settings. That's, I'm looking at it. the Xbox Series X, dude. I'm looking at the Xbox Series X, and I'm just like, I can take full advantage of this capture card. Full actual advantage. I can record at 1080p on this thing at 240 frames per second. If I ever wanted to do a dual PC setup, which I would like to do in the future, like that's I would use this shit. I would I would still run the whole PC through a capture card <laughs> just so I can record at 240 frames per second. So that even though you YouTube on, won't let me. Al- so that's what soldier huh? on Ori. You want Ori now? <laughs> I mean, just so I can use a capture card. Yes. Oh my god. I'm all about the tech, dude. <laughs> I just dude, thought the game right looked now, cool, but I was like, yeah, that game's in 4K, 120 frames per second. That's pretty pretty dope. Right now, I uh, I'm I'm trying to learn frame interpolation. Interpolation. I don't know how you say it. It's uh, yeah. Have you seen the the smooth? Uh, you know the soap opera effect on televisions. Oh yeah, I hate that. You hate that. Yeah, it's annoying. I like it. I like it when it's done well. When it's done really well, and you notice it, but you don't see like weird frame things. Because that's part of the reason why I think some people don't like it is because they notice too much of the frame issues yeah, like, like frames will just pop or, stuff will just pop yeah it's like yeah kind of weird when it's done super well it still looks weird but it le- it looks really cool like you can't take your eyes away from the screen dude i gotta show you the video like you have no idea how let me show you how good this shit can look you do you remember uh amvs from limewire amvs yes okay which one was your favorite one probably a dragon ball z one uh, is it the Indian one or the uh, one step closer with Cell and Gohan I, fighting? I, I remember that. <laughs> ah, it's dude. Probably someone like uh, Lincoln Park and fucking Dragon Ball Z. I don't dude, there was a Mega it. Man that had the cutscenes from Mega Man X4. I don't want to think about that shit. That was like some Why? really corny days. No, dude. Uh, it was, it was, uh, dude. Okay. Watch this. You can, you can. I'll put this in the docket. I, I I need to capture your live reaction. This is how good. This is what I'm trying to learn how to do. It's called frame interpolation. Make sure on the settings it's 1080p 60fps or 720p 60fps. It has to be 60fps. Okay. And so what frame interpolation is is that basically, basically, you can run. Uh, you can create extra frames. In between your 30 FPS video or your 60 FPS video, which makes it look really, really smooth. It gives you that soap opera effect. And the reason why that's cool is because uh, if you want, you can listen to it with a uh, watch it with audio because it's supposed to be like an AMV. Um, but the reason why that's cool is because I would like to make like a DOA video 
that looks like this that looks crazy smooth and imagine if you record something like ori and the will of the wisp at 4k at 120 fps you can do cool sh you'd be able to do crazy cool shit like this this looks insane this is an anime that was made at 24 fps because that's what animation is made at and this dude upscaled it to like 120 fps and then downscaled it back to 60 fps and it looks yeah this freaking looks cool and insane like this looks yeah ridiculous. and that's yeah, and uh, and by the way, for you guys, if you want to look at what's just look up Ava Space A Ava AMV. It's called Numinous. It's like the first thing that pops up. There's a couple different mirrors of it, but this looks super clean, right? Yeah, this looks unreal. Yeah, it looks unreal, and that's when you can do frame interpolation correctly. This is what it looks like. It looks ins insane. Like it looks like you're watching a different medium of of like content like stuff that just doesn't exist yet like you're it looks like you're looking at what video will look like in like 20 years yeah what the hell yeah i know right now this guy i wouldn't do a video like this because this guy i was reading some of his comments on how he did it, it took him like six months to do it because he created like some new uh he combined certain images to make it look like new New frames were happening, and then he would use an AI to create new frames for between what the, the image and the no, video. No, six itself. months? Hell no. This is amazing, but taking six months to do it? Ah, uh, dude, it's got 1.8 million views. Tell me that's not hard work paying off when you get that many views. It is, but when you can just sell gamer gold condoms, I'd rather just do that. <laughs> My point being is that, like, I would like... When games get to an insane frame rate, they would look something similar to this, and that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. But yeah, it's it's a it's a oh it's an God. insane. It's a I gotta close it. It's an insane AMV. Mm -hmm. Look it up. Um, as far as uh while, while you're recovering from that, as far as other stuff on the showcase, um, you know that Obsidian they they uh, they showed uh, Avowed, which is like there's. Skyrim, if yeah, you guys don't know, Obsidian is basically like the people that worked at. It's the people that worked at. Um, oh, what's the studio that makes Skyrim? They're the ones that make Fallout. Oh, Bethesda. Yeah, they were they're ex Bethesda employees, Obsidian. So people think that they will make probably a better, um, Skyrim or uh, Elder Scrolls than uh, Bethesda. That being said, though, it looks a little janky that game from what they showed, like from what looked like gameplay. And I expect a lot of bugs when that game comes out. Oh my god. Bethesda and Obsidian. Oh man. Bugs. Yeah, and then um, you know, they showed a new Fantasy Star Online 2. Uh it's I don't know what it is, honestly. It it seems like it's a new game, but they call it Fantasy Star Online 2. So Yeah, I thought it was a new I don't know. game because it looked better than normal it one? looks way better so it looks like, generations okay. better but i i don't play that game i'm not really into online um mmos or rpgs i don't you know the one i want to get into is warframe warframe yeah i've heard good things about that yeah that because that game you can do wall running and it looks rad um new forza which is cool i've been a i'm a, actually a big fan of racing games i like racing games i like certainty for speeds we talked about this on the podcast before um mm -hmm. I like Gran Turismo, but Gran Turismo they they don't they put out a game once every seven years at this point. Yeah, once every new console cycle, and then you get Horizon. Yeah, it's 
it's really annoying, man, because Forza, they they came and they took Gran Turismo spot. Yeah, they did a good job. Uh, State of Decay 3, which, um, once again, no real gameplay. Uh, I don't know if it'll be better or worse than State of Decay 2. Some people didn't like State of Decay 2 because they said it looked like an Xbox 360 game running on the Xbox One. I never played it, so not my kind of game. It's a zombie game. game. Yeah, I'm like another zombie game, but without the unique spin. Yeah. I don't know. I think they... I don't know what they're gonna do. Like the way State of Decay is, I think it's like four-player co-op where you guys do this stuff. The first one was a lot of fun, and people still have fun with the second one. It's just there's not improvements made in the technology that they should be working at. Mm, you could axe that whole series and just give me Left 4 Dead Three, and I take that. And I don't know what this game is. It's called As Dusk Falls, but it's I don't know if it's a story-based game or if it's going to be like a choose-your-own-adventure, which I hope it is. Oh, yeah. I saw a couple um, of those. But the uh, the 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 images or somewhat slight video that they showed for this, I honestly can't tell if it's video stills or just images. Mm-hmm. It looks really rad. Yeah, the new Fable like, game, it looks, too. Oh, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. That's another game I would like to play because... I always wanted to try Fable 1 or Fable 2, and then all the... who It's kind of like Paper Mario. You make a good game, Fable. You make a better game, Fable 2. And then you decide to fuck off and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Because for God knows uh, what reason. What reason did they have to leave a franchise people like? Hey. They just they just decided to go like, oh, Connect. Why not? Yeah, we can make Fable with Connect. Gotta ask them. Because Fable 2 was, like, amazing. Your decisions had consequences as they said in the trailer. So I'm like, this is cool. But then after that, it fell off and everyone's like, don't get Fable 3. I'm like, okay, fuck it then. Yeah, it's, it's it reminds me so much of Paper Mario where it's like, you have a fan base that loves the first one, loves the second one, and then you decide to fuck all that and and try and experiment in ways that you clearly don't know how to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so it'd be cool if Fable 4 is a return to form. Um, let's see. But yeah, that's kind of it for the showcase. To me, it was a little bit lackluster. I just don't know why. Like, they should just show more gameplay in general. A lot of these trailers were like CGI trailers. Yeah, the only other one I liked was uh, The Medium. It was like a horror-type game. I wanted to play that. It looks cool. Oh. But once again, it was like a trailer. But it showed that you can warp, like, between two dimensions, sort of. But -hmm. it's still, like, the same story. So I like that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, kind of it. Uh, I I mean, I just don't know. To me, it just felt lackluster, dude. Yeah, it just felt it definitely did. Microsoft show some gameplay and not all these freaking trailers, please. Like at this point, they should have just had like a Microsoft Direct, just showed Halo, maybe a little bit longer, and then just kind of go from right there. They had like an hour video hyping up the conference, and then they got there, and these studios that they bought two years ago still don't have enough to show for this, the the. The, the, the what they're working on and there's a reason why they don't want to show too much because you know they don't i'm pretty sure they're, they're competing with sony they don't want to see too much they don't want to show too much but at the same time i'm just like i uh, just show something yeah, show the gameplay man you need to sell this shit. you have the ips yeah. um but yeah and then uh the other thing uh we have on here is that uh the ff7 remake part two is in full development yes sir can't wait for cool that one. The first... Yeah, the cool thing about this is that, um, you know, it's probably not gonna. It's gonna probably release 
I think it's gonna release in like two, two and a half. That's years. what I was guessing too. Like two, two years, maybe two, maybe the three. Because they already have, they have all the assets. Yep. They have enemies. The engine. They have the main fighting system. Yep. The engine. They have. Uh, they would essentially. I don't want to simplify game development because I don't even know how to do it. But they would essentially just have to create new cutscenes, dialogue, um, interactables, and uh, level design for the most part, which which is a lot. But you're not building an engine anymore. Yeah. And you already have all your character models. Mm-hmm. And they're probably not really going to be changing clothes all that often. Um, I just don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to go... I would say the game's going to come out in four years if they decide to do full open world. Man, I don't think it's going to be full open world. No, I don't. Honestly, I wouldn't even really want a full open world. I'm really burnt out on open worlds. Yeah, unless they're going to do it right, I don't want it. But I'm fine with the uh, just a narrative linear thing that they have going right now. It works. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, they really don't need to improve much upon the combat. I would just say, for flying enemies, make those fights either really easy or just get rid of them. Oh, yeah. That that was probably, like, the most annoying thing about the combat or system. at least, like, maybe before the fight even starts or at the start of the fight, like, it will say, hey, you're dealing with a fighting enemy, a flying enemy. Would you want to reslot your materia or change characters? Yeah, because that was actually really fucking annoying. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool though. It'd be cool that like, so in this game, you could tell Vincent and Yuffie are going to be fully implemented to the story probably. Mm-hmm. I would assume so. Um, I'm excited for Vincent because uh, did, did you play the original, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. So, you know, do you know about Vincent's backstory more or less? Yes. Okay. And how like he, his, uh, he's tied, him and the people around him are somewhat, um, Tangentially tied to the uh, Turks, more or less the birth of Sephiroth. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, I don't want to say too much, but um, his stuff is really cool. He's a Turk, and it'll be cool to see how he looks. Yeah, and he used to be. Wh- and uh, he, uh, it'll be cool if we get flashbacks. It'll be cool if like Sang goes like, "Oh yeah, I heard about you," or like you know, just cool like the interactions you wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, I'd like to see how they um, implement his limit break when he turns into like one of the yeah. uh, monsters. monsters. Yeah, that's now we're cooking. That would be sick. I want to see that. And we uh, we can play as Red 8 now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool. Because you already had a moveset in the game. You just weren't allowed to use it. Mm-hmm. It just was an incomplete moveset. Yeah. Well, um, what do you think? Because I never got your like thoughts on the game. Uh, clearly, it was like a big deal to a lot of people that you know the game took a big departure from the story. And implemented some things that people weren't a fan of. Some people were. Me, myself, I thought it was kind of cool. Because I've already played the original game. I remember it. So it was nice to have some new stuff in there. Yeah. So how would you feel about Um, that? I thought it was cool. So uh, heads up, small uh, FF7 spoiler cast. Um, uh, It was cool. I liked it a lot. Um, You know, if what they're doing has to tie together with, like, Stuff from Crisis Core and Advent Children, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I like those for things for what they are. What they would need to do is they would need to bring back the the chick that was a Turk in uh, Crisis Core. Um, if she comes back, if she's a new character in this follow up game, mm-hmm. um, it is gonna be 
that to me is confirmation that they're putting all this post FF7 shit in the game. I would love that. Because Crisis Core, it never got re-released because uh, uh, Genesis was based on Gax likeness. So they uh, just couldn't get the rights to his likeness. Just redesign. To re-release it. Just redesign Genesis then. Who cares? Yeah. So, um, you know, I I really like the way Genesis, like, is. Uh, He talks so much in poems and stuff, and... I like kind of what he kind of stands for. I wish his character was done a little bit better. I also really like Angeal. Um, mm-hmm. For you guys that don't know, Angeal was originally the original character design for Cloud. That's how Cloud was originally supposed to look. So it's cool that they brought that original character design somehow back into the story. And that's how um, Zach got the Buster Sword. Yep. And, uh, I mean, they made, uh, they made allusions to it in the game. Like when you were spying on the uh, board meeting, they said G and S soldiers. And... And Geo and uh, Genesis were G soldiers, and Sephiroth was the S soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made references to it. Um, you know, I, I'm really interested to see how much of this stuff they keep in because, uh, like, uh, once again, back to expanded FF7 stuff. At the end of Crisis Core, like the secret ending is that uh, Deep Ground finds Genesis' body and they take him. And uh, and um, did you play the the Vincent yeah, game? Yeah, Dirge of Service. Yeah, that game. Yeah, ass. so in that game you fight. <laughs> yeah, and I thought I liked it when it was cool, and then I go back to it. I was watching Max play, and I was just like, "Oh man, they just put a whole bunch of Kingdom Hearts shit in this game." Yeah, like everyone's talking like it's Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, "God damn it!" At least in Advent Children, you can say people talk. Uh, at least specifically, Cloud is like, "Oh, you can say make the argument that Cloud is depressed mm-hmm. um, because he is for ninety nine percent of that movie." But in in uh, Dirge Servers, it was just like, "Oh God, they're just." They're just talking like it's Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and that's when like Genesis swoops down at the end of the secret ending. Yeah, so he get and, uh, and, the, and the interesting thing is that he says brother uh, when he picks up Vice, which makes me think that um the black dude in Dirge of is Nero. I don't know if he somehow is controlling Genesis' body. That might be a little bit too much. I don't even think they're gonna go that far in. But mm-hmm. I thought Vice, his design was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, didn't like Hojo possess him and shit. Yeah, yeah, and he was like was a really buff Sephiroth like with like nuts. actual cool hair. Yeah. His hair reminded me a lot of like Super Saiyan 4 Goku's hair. Yeah, but I would love it if like Kadaj's gang showed up towards the end or yeah. something. I would love that. It seemed like that would be See, a fun fight. And what would be really cool is if, you know, they did remake some of the classic FF7 stuff, maybe do stuff out of order. It'd be cool, honestly, if like in the beginning of FF7 Part 2, you play as Zack, maybe do some of the stuff in Crisis Core. And then lead into the main game, or maybe in the main game when Cloud has his uh, mental thing going on, that uh, you go back and you replay the game as, as Zack. That uh, would be really, really That rad. would make people flip their shit. Like, the yeah. theory and then you show, would be nuts. And that way you show some of the stuff that you want to keep from Crisis Core and some of the stuff you want to leave yeah. out. Yeah, that'd be smart. And then... Uh, and it would also be really cool if after you beat Sephiroth, because of the OG FF7, OG FF7 didn't really have much of an ending. If after you beat the game, like you play through the events of Advent Children and some of the events of Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, I would like that. And to me, that would be the best possible thing. Like remake everything all at once, but keep the best yeah, parts of all of it. Yeah, that would be like in a perfect world and we get the most perfect yeah. Final Fantasy, just part one, two, three, four, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but I, I legit don't know what's gonna happen, and there's there, you know, they were so closed 
on what was going on and with the game like no real leaks came out when the game was being made mm-hmm. um it's like square enix tightest game ever so i don't i legit don't know what's yeah happening. but i remember getting to the end of part one of the remake and I, I knew we were gonna fight Sephiroth. i didn't know it was gonna be to what scale i didn't know that arbiter thing was gonna come in but i knew we were gonna fight Sephiroth. i'm like all right they're building this up really hard they're not just gonna I didn't end think... it on like cliffhanger where we just get to the edge of midgar and then we're good. I didn't. I knew they weren't. I didn't think do you that. would fight. I didn't think you would fight Sephiroth. I thought that you would. Um, you'd fight the Arbiter, because I was just like, oh man, this is like Final Fantasy VII. Always some big monster. I thought you were gonna fight something else, like a smaller version of the of the Arbiter, mm-hmm. of Fate. And then that was gonna be it. I didn't think you would actually fight Sephiroth. I thought he would appear in like a cutscene and be like, oh, my plan is going according. To plan. Once I saw those Avent Children cutscenes, I was like, okay, maybe it's some time travel shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I thought then, I, I didn't think you would actually fight him. When you did fight him, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I was like, when you're fighting him, like, it looks like you're in Advent Children right now. Yeah. It definitely was like so Advent Children. Like, bruh. It's just straight yeah, out it's, of that. Which is funny because, like, there's a lot of people that, that like it, a lot of people don't like it. At this point, the people that like it like it because it's cringy. And the people that don't like it don't like it because so many character motives were changed and things yeah. just happened because I just like weren't sure because it's entertaining. If I ever wanted to go play the original Final Fantasy, I can just load it up right now and play it. Yeah, but yeah, I I hope that they keep the best parts of it. But they, when you think of the scale with what they did and where they have to go, you're just like, oh, that's so much to cover. Yeah, like the different weapon fights, the just uh, the 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 golden. Uh, saucer the uh the desert area like there's just there's so much yeah, um, the weapons barrett's dude barrett's backstory is gonna be really cool yeah get to see dime that's gonna be really emotional yeah that's gonna be really emotional for a lot of people mm-hmm. to see dying go crazy and stuff yeah um hopefully i don't know yeah, if we're gonna know. make it to wutai but i love to see wutai yeah uh and then wutai would probably have to be pretty big almost as big as midgar like if, if, if they're willing to have a civil like because that's the thing they were alluding to a lot in the remake was like oh it's wutai this wutai that and they're like well, that's wutai they have to remake wutai pretty freaking big if they're willing to go to war with with midgar which is essentially the biggest city in the in that world yeah because in the first it's one wutai was like small and they weren't as hyped up as they were in this one yeah and then uh the only other time you ever see Wu-Tai is in Crisis Core at the very beginning, and you fight, like, some of the soldiers and stuff. Yeah, and you get to see, like, Yuffie as a child. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it, but, um, I don't know. Uh, I think they're going to remix a lot of things, but keep the major story beats in place. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to keep the major story plots as is, I think, and then they're going to add I'm a little l- different changes. Yeah. It... Uh, honestly, one of the things I'm looking forward the most to is Vincent, how they handle clouds like mental gymnastics, and then also, how the fuck are they gonna do Sid and uh, <laughs> Kate Sith? Yeah, because Sid is a wife beater. Sid yells at his wife all the time, and, he's and, cur- and, and, and blames blames yeah, and blames her because he was not a rocket engineer. <laughs> oh, and Kate Sith, um, you know, they alluded to Kate Sith already, which is cool. You already know how he looks, but like. How is he gonna talk? Is he gonna have like an Irish voice again for no reason? We'll see. Uh, like in Advent Children, or is he? Um, are they gonna know about like Reeve? Like it's just there's it's, it's a lot of cool things. I feel like at this point, 
Reeve is like in an Iron Man body, like in an Iron Man, almost like an Iron Man three, where where Robert Downey Jr. was remote controlling the, the suits, yeah, the suit, and <laughs> by, by what he was doing, but the suit was doing it somewhere else. I feel like that's what Reeve is going to be doing, Could which be. is because it is weird that like when Reeve like walk, I mean when the cat walked out in um in um the remake, he was going like, oh no, like stuff is happening, yeah. like 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 how. It makes no sense that a robot would do that unless it's like a magic robot. So, but it would make total sense if Reeve was like in a VR helmet or something like that and controlling it, going like, "Holy shit!" Oh, we did have VR helmets in this one, so yeah. But yeah, that's that's what uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm along for the ride, however it goes, because what we could have got could have yeah. been a lot worse. So, I'm thankful. Right, and and uh. The last thing we got here is the reader questions, the Tekken Pay to Win DLC. This was about a comment, uh, but I don't think I fully understood it because I don't play Tekken. Oh, yeah. Well, um, Tekken's DLC characters, and honestly, I think this is a good practice for uh, most fighting games. They're very, very strong. Especially. Oh, they're, yeah, like Smash Bros. Yeah, they're Fakunram and uh, Leroy. Definitely very, very strong characters. So they say, oh, hey. in a way, it's kind of like pay to win if you master those characters. There's also Julia. Julia was a DLC character. She's really good too. Hey, do you know what uh what the three four three approved name is for that brute uh meme from the Halo trailer? No. What is it? Craig. Oh my god. Yeah. So Gamespot just said right now, say hi to Craig. Halo Infinite three four three approved brute meme. <laughs> so that's cool. See, see, that kind of gives me hope. The fact that three four three industry is like. Where people are making fun of the shitty graphics, and they're like, eh, "Let's just go with it." Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sorry. So, sorry. What were you saying? Uh, that the characters are overpowered, which reminds me a lot of Smash Bros. Yeah, but that's kind of how you sell characters. Because honestly, if I bought a DLC character and they were like weak as fuck, I'd be pretty pissed. Because I'm like, that's a waste of money. They're not even like yeah. viable to play. Yeah. Right. Um. I mean, it makes sense that they're overpowered. Like, yeah, if they're not viable, it's like, uh, you know, Apex does this all the time where they release a character, and every single character they release was completely underpowered. And then people don't play them until, like, literally the next season when they finally update them. Yeah, because what are you going to do? You're just going to go back to your main. You're not going to want to play them. So. Yeah, and it's, uh, and now I'm, I'm worried that the next character that they're going to release with Apex is going to be too OP. That's possible. Yeah, but, um, it's true. It's like if you release new stuff and that that stuff isn't good, then yeah, why, why would? I mean, why would you play with it? It's like why would you get a car that's why would you get a brand new car that turns out performs worse than your used car you already have? Yeah, that'd be ass. I think Geese is one of the DLC characters too. He's really good as well, and he's from KOF. Yeah. So of course you want to make that character good. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's... I agree with it. I don't disagree with that sentiment. Um, uh, but I think it's better that after that character gets released... During that same time when that character gets released, what they need to do is they need to buff everyone. Yeah. Because Tekken definitely has some weak characters. That like That's the only way you can get around that problem. Is that if you release a new character, buff everyone. That way... The old, the people that still have the old roster, they're like, oh, at least we got new stuff to play with. And then the new people, they're like, oh, we got a whole new character to play with. Yeah. But I think it's different with Tekken compared to, like, DOA. Because DOA characters, if you're good enough, you can win with whatever character. 
Yeah, it's so fundamentals based. Yeah, with Tekken, I don't know. Some of those characters are just like Swiss Army knives that you just can't compete with because <laughs> they have really good frames, really good movement, very good whiff punishment. And the character like I use, like Eliza, her frames aren't the best. And it would probably be really hard to win a tournament with her when you're going against Fakuram, who's like just nuts damage great wall carry like i don't see any flaws in this guy's game granted i'm not a tekken <laughs> expert but i'm like this character is scary like he's he's like hayabusa on crack yeah i mean i don't know like I, I always think like with characters i think with fighting games you always need a buff more than you need a nerf i don't think you ever really need a nerf unless an, unless it's an emergency nerf mm -hmm. or if something is literally just breaking the system yeah. like how in uh like how DOA Tamaki had that one cake when she came out that you just couldn't hold for whatever reason. Yeah. It was just a bug. And then fucking Kula had that full screen running grab. That was nuts. Yep. Oh, yep. my God. So, like, it's, it's you know, when stuff like that happens, stuff that legitimately breaks the game, yeah, nerf that. Nerf it all together. Uh, especially when it's, when it's competing so heavily against the already... Because every game is fundamental-based. It's just how much... Every fighting game is so footies and fundamentals based the only difference is how much more of a gimmick are you giving all the uh, all the characters mm -hmm. I can like see. are you giving them projectiles do they get special abilities when they do a stance do do they um can they change their fighting style like what what is the gimmick with that character yeah i feel like if you put people like you have tekken and then doa if you put the best tekken character against the worst tekken character and people have the same skill I think the best character is going to have an easy-ass time winning. Versus DOA, if you put, like, Hayabusa versus, say, like, Marie Rose or, or Bayman or Raido, I mean, there's still a chance. There's a pretty good chance that the person who picked Raido can win. Yeah, like, can he block? Can he do a hold if he needs to? Like, I mean, with, with DOA, you can easily win just off knowing how your opponent plays and what moves they're going to want to go for. Yeah. Because all holds have the same frames for the most part. Um, you might have a hold from a specific character that might be better, but they're almost all universally the same. Throws have the same frames. Usually the initial jab of a character is somewhere between 9 and 12 frames. Still really fast. Mm -hmm. Tekken is universal yeah, 10, but the f frames and your strings and your movement kind yeah, of matter a, a lot more. Yeah, but it... I don't know. It's 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 interesting. That's one thing I like about different fighting games is that they all work with the same knowledge. It's just applied slightly differently all across the board, and I I, I like that a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, let's see. Do you want to add anything else to the podcast? Or are we good? No, that's all I got for this week, man. Yeah. Okay. In that case, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at ramavlos underscore yt. My YouTube channel is iHeartGaming, and that's also my Twitch. Mm -hmm. I'm Yo It's Rich Matic, Twitch.com. Also, Yo It's Rich Matic on Twitter. YouTube is just Rich Matic. All right, cool. I am going to go back to playing Bug Fables in a little bit. I'm going to go get a drink from, from Starbucks first. Yeah. But we'll catch y'all later. Yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Peace out.